Welcome to the Top Shelf Cookie Sniper Hockey Card Podcast. For emphasis, welcome to the Top Shelf Cookie Sniper Hockey Card Podcast, episode number three. We have a great show in store for all of you today. Uh, first thing we're going to do is we're going to revisit the TSCS flow chart. And we're going to add a couple more teams to that uh, chart so we can, again, kind of track what card values and team maybe success have in common. Then after that, we're going to talk about selling, especially in the downtime or the off season. We're going to be talking about selling on eBay. Uh, Some little tips, some tricks, some positive things, some negative things, just an overall experience as far as kind of what I do on eBay and the successes and the falls I've had on there. You know, maybe you take a little bit something away from that. All right, but before we get going, I'd just like everybody to know that the Top Shelf Cookie Sniper Hockey Card Podcast is in no way, shape, or form a financial or a financial advice podcast. Uh, It's just uh, a fan of hockey cards, talking about hockey cards, and giving you some opinions. So let's have some fun with it. Oh, yeah. I'm feeling it. Hello. That's right, everybody. It's your favorite. Yeah. The TSCS flow chart. Uh, before we get into it, I'd like you to give it up for my house band playing that funky music. I mean, come on. What's better than have a little house band uh, for a podcast? Am I right? All right. So today, the teams we'll be covering on the flowchart are the Buffalo Sabres, the Calgary Flames, and the Carolina Hurricanes. All right. But before we get going, let's just refresh your memory as to what we're doing here. We're going to take the top three offensive players off each team stat-wise, the top offensive defensemen off each team stat-wise, and the best goalie. Take all five of them, see what their Young Guns PSA 10 average value is, and then total them up and then get an average and kind of compare them to the other teams that we're looking at. So again, let's start off with those Buffalo Sabres. on the Buffalo Sabres, your top three offensive players are Tage Thompson, Jeff Skinner, and Alex Tuck. So starting with Mr. Thompson, he played in 78 games, had 47 goals, 47 assists for 94 points. He has a PSA 10 pop count of 362 on his young gun, and the average sale for his PSA 10 is Next, you have Jeff Skinner, played in 79 games, 35 goals, 47 assists for 82 points. His PSA 10 pop count is 172, and they average out to about $50 per. 
Finally, we have Alex Tuck. He played in 74 games, 36 goals, 43 assists for 79 points, and his PSA 10 pop count is 171, and it averages out at about $70. Now we go to Rasmus Dahlin. He played in 78 games, had 15 goals, 58 assists for 73 points. His PSA 10 pop count is 1,239 with an average value of $115. And lastly, their goaltender, Yuka Pekka Lekanen, played in 33 games, had 17 wins, 11 losses, had a goals against average of 3.61, and a save percentage of .908. His PSA 10 pop count is 61, and he is averaging out nowadays up to about $40. Add all of their totals, all five of those cards come out to $500. So again, you'd have to pay about $500 to own all five of these cards, and that averages out to about $100 a card. So again, here looking at the stats uh, is a team on the rebuild. I think they've acquired a superstar in Tage Thompson, who I think this kid is going to be something else. Um, Watching his development through the years, he's turning into just one of those guys who is going to demand that the uh, hockey card market pay some attention to him because he's he's got the skills to be one of the top guys in there. Outside of that, you have some nice players. You know, Dowling's a really great defenseman. And then lastly, you look, they have a goaltender who, let's be honest, he's young. It's, uh, again, let's see what this kid is. And I think this year is really going to tell us what this kid's going to be in the near future. Next in line, we have the Calgary Flames. Now, the Flames are going to be an interesting team to talk about. Um, Their actual top scorer from last year has been traded away, Tyler Toffoli. And they had some people on that team that, let's be honest, underperformed, uh, that didn't make this list. Guys like Jonathan Huberdeau. Jonathan Huberdeau. Uh, even uh, Magnapani, they uh, they all underperformed a little bit. So they're not on this list, but here are the three that are. At the top is Elias Lindholm, then Mikkel Backlund, and Nazim Kadri. The top offensive defenseman is Rasmus Anderson, and their top goalie stat-wise was Jakob Markstrom. So, Mr. Lindholm played in 80 games, had 22 goals, 42 assists for 62 points. I'm sorry, for 64 points. Math, am I right? His PSA 10 pop count is 37, and it averages out to about $90. Now, Mr. Backlund played in 82 games, 19 goals, 37 assists for 56 points. His PSA pop 10 pop count is... I couldn't find one. I did find a bunch of raw cards, and if you use the typical uh, market indicators, if you were to get a PSA 10, this card would only be about 20 to $30 uh, with what his raw young gun is selling for now. And lastly is Nazem Kadri, who played in 82 games, had 34 goals, 32 assists for 56 points. Uh, his PSA 10 pop count is 73 and comes out to be about $110. Some pretty good stats from, let's be honest, uh, from their second line, if you would. Now let's move on to the defense. Rasmus Anderson 
played in 79 games, had 11 goals, 38 assists for 49 points. PSA 10 pop count is 10, and uh, his card average is out to be about $100. A nice low pop count helping that out. And finally, Jakob Markstrom, who played in 59 games, had 23 wins, 21 losses, had a 2.92 goals against average, and a .892 save percentage. His PSA 10 pop count, I could not find one, but uh, his value from the couple I saw in line 4 sale were running about $90. So if you take all of those players and add them up together, you get a total value of $410 if you were to own all five of these cards now. And those average out to be about $82 a card. So again, here's uh, a team with some really good players on it who I personally think are underperforming. You know, again, there should be names on this list. Like I said, Jonathan Huberto is the biggest one. You know, he he got uh, brought in. He was the top guy. And like I said, he, he underperformed. But I think that's a reflection not just on him, but on the team as a whole. Okay, our last team that we'll be talking about today is the Carolina Hurricanes. Right, the Carolina Hurricanes, or the ex-Hartford Whalers, as uh, some people from Connecticut would call them. Their top three offensive players were, number one, Martin Nikas, Natchez, however you say that. Number two is Sebastian Ajo. And number three is Andrei Shvestnikov. Top offensive defenseman was Brent Burns. And the top goalie was Frederick Anderson. All right, so Martin Nikas, Nichas, however you say that, played in 82 games, had 28 goals, 43 assists for 71 points. His PSA 10 pop count is 55. And his card is averaging out value-wise to be about $55 to $60. Next is the young Sebastian Ajo, who played in 75 games, had 36 goals, 31 assists for 67 points. His PSA 10 pop count is 730. And right now you can get one of his PSA 10s for about $80. Lastly, Andrei Shvetnikov played in 64 games. Had 23 goals, 32 assists for 55 points. His PSA 10 pop count is 1,047. And his card value is averaging out to about $80 a card. Next is Brent Burns. Played in 82 games, 18 goals, 43 assists, 61 points. His PSA 10 pop count is 24. His is averaging out to about $400 a card. So, older card, very low pop count, high value. Lastly is Frederick Anderson, the goalie. Appeared in 34 games, had 21 wins, 11 losses, had 2.48 goals against average, and a save percentage of .903. His PSA 10 pop count is 112, and average value is about $70. So if we take all of them and add them up, we get a total value for all five of $685, which averages out to about $137 a card. So looking at this again, Carolina, more established team, great players on it. Answer me this question. Where is the hockey card 
value love from the market. I could understand Martin Nikis, Nakis, Natchez, but I can't understand Sebastian Ajo or Shvetnikov. I, I think those are two of the absolute studs in this league. I mean, th- those guys are, are commanding respect from the NHL. Their team's responding to them, and you can buy a PSA 10 for $80. We're going to have to discuss that a little bit more one day. There you have it, folks. There's the, your next three teams on the Top Shelf Cookie Sniper Hockey Card Podcast Follow Chart. Okay, in our final section today, we're going to talk a little bit about selling on eBay, especially during the off-season, you know, what you should maybe think about doing, you know, as far as uh, your strategy when it comes to hockey cards in the off-season, and just some of my uh, my thoughts, some of my experiences, and maybe pull a little bit something out of it. So first, I want to talk about uh, what my strategy is for selling during the offseason. I am listing things to sell, but I'm putting them at a price I, I, you know, I want to get, something that's a little bit below what market is, so you know, I move more cards. But here's one thing, a piece of advice, I guess, I, I would give to anyone that's selling right now, especially hockey cards, is, you know, this is kind of the dead time for hockey you know the the season just got over a little while ago we're not quite close enough to where people are getting excited about it so I think here you as a seller needs to be flexible and what I mean by that is you know you're not always going to get premium dollar for the cards you're selling you have to be realistic as far as what you can expect the value that people are willing to pay for these cards is definitely going to be lower than it was during the season. Uh, some people will be out there, you know, prospecting or trying to pick up early for next year. So, you know, there's that market. But I think you need to be flexible. Put a lot of your cards up there where you will listen to offers. And you know what? If, if you buy a card for, you know, $10 and you put it up there for 30 and someone offers you 18 you know what? Maybe that's a win, if you, especially if you haven't had too many people looking at that card. Uh, one thing I've always heard in the uh, card market itself is there's nothing wrong with cash in hand. So again, I think uh, the thought there is be a little flexible, um, be willing to move uh, off your price a little bit, and I think you'll move more cards that way. You'll definitely get a reputation as someone that's easy to work with, and that's I, I think that's huge in the hockey card market. Something else you can consider uh, during the offseason is if you have a number of cards that, let's just be honest with you, aren't, aren't high value or even mid-range value, maybe you're on the lower side, you're having a problem moving these things because, you know, they're all over the place. Uh, one thing I like to do is take those sales down and kind of start building bulk orders or lots, if you would you know, at a reasonable price. This way, instead of selling, you know, one card for 99 cents and, you know, have to go through all that stuff, you know, maybe put a bunch of the same team young guns or just a bunch of, you know, young guns from the same year into a lot and, again, put it at a price where it's like, oh, 80% of the value or even 70%, heck, even 50% of the value. Again, maybe you need to thin out some stock. This is the easiest way to do it. And there's a lot of people out there who want to buy lots. Um, But if you're going to do that, definitely be sure to make sure you represent those lots well by how they're pictured online and the description. Because uh, one of the things that a lot of collectors or people buying hate is, you know, they, they see a picture of just a whole mess of cards and all it says is hockey card lot. 
don't know what's in there. You can't see all the cards. So do your best in the pictures to represent all the players that are in there because, again, a lot of people are looking for specific players, and if you have a couple of them in a lot, uh, they definitely would be willing to, you know, maybe pay for that rather than trying to look for singles when they can get the cards they're looking for and a couple of extra little nuggets as well, too, that they can, you know, kind of sell at a cheap price or put in a, you know, cheap box at a show they're going to. So, as I said, maybe uh, another thought is bundling some lower-end cards that aren't selling too well into a lot. But again, when you do that, please be sure to represent or picture them well so that everyone understands exactly what cards they're getting. And finally, I want to talk about uh, some things as a seller to watch out for or little tricks on eBay that I've learned through the years. Um, as far as little warnings I'd put up, please be sure to put up in the description card condition. Don't just go on there and put every one of your cards in there as near mint or better. Because what ends up happening is, you know, people are going to maybe pay up for some of the cards you have thinking, hey, you got a lot of really great cards. And when they come in the mail and they're, you know, scratched or there's a ding or things like that you couldn't see in the picture, you know, the buyer's going to feel a little slighted. And then you have to go through that wonderful return, you know, process that eBay has, which is always a lot of fun. Um, so that's the first thing I would say is make sure that you uh, describe your cards well. Pictures, great pictures are important, but also descriptions as well. Uh, any kind of issues or little minor things that people need to look out for. A little trick that I learned as far as shipping goes. Um, eBay does a great job kind of you know, making it easy for you to ship. One of the things I would recommend is they have what's on there. It's basically an envelope postage fee. So if you you know, you meet their criteria, you're basically sending a single card in a single envelope and it costs a lot less than sending a package card. Now, the only downside to that is there's no tracking with it, which a lot of these people, you know, in the card community really like, myself included. But what it allows is, again, cheaper or lower end cards. You don't have to necessarily charge a lot for shipping. You know, if you're charging, you know, three, four, five bucks in the U.S. to ship, you know, this would be at a much lower, 75% less lower rate than any of those, which maybe then open up the idea for more people to buy your cards because they don't, as you know, want to pay a lot for shipping. Again, myself included. So, again, use that uh, eBay envelope service, and it allows you to, again, sell some lower-end cards with a much cheaper uh, shipping price on there to help you, you know, move some more cards. And for my last thought on uh, selling on eBay, I'm just going to give you my overall how I feel uh, selling on eBay. Um, I, for me, it's the most common way that I sell cards. Uh, it's I figure you're reaching the widest market. It's the world at this point can look at your card. So, I mean, that is a huge, huge positive. Uh, the downfall is, again, your card's going to be up there with, depending on who the player is, a lot of other cards. But still, you know, this puts it out there much more than I could if I was, you know, trying to go to shows or, or things like that. Uh, the other part of the experience that I like about selling is, you know, I've actually met some really nice people who have bought multiple times from me, uh, leave great comments, they pay on time, so... 
Uh, we've developed some relationships on there that even outside of eBay, I'm able to, you know, trade with them or work out some deals off of eBay that uh, benefit the both of us. Lastly, the downside to it that I don't like is, you know, unfortunately, there's some people out there, you know, are a little unscrupulous, if you would. You know, they buy a card from you and then either maybe they don't pay. So let's start there. They don't pay and you end up, you know, do you want it? Do you want it? You let the amount of time go and they don't respond or they don't want it. Well, you just lost four, five, six days. That car could have been on eBay that, you know, it's tied up with you trying to chase this person down. So there's that. And then the other thing that kind of rubs me the wrong way are people, like I said before, the card's pictured well. The description might, you know, be the strongest, but the picture of the card is solid. And the next thing you know, you're getting a message saying they want to return it because, you know, this kind of damage, it wasn't the card I thought it was. Basically what those people are, I, I think majority of them, are people who are looking to get a raw card that they want to send off to PSA 10. Maybe they didn't look it over so well online. You know, now they're thinking they're stuck with it. So what's the easiest way to go is, well, just make a complaint. And, you know, most sellers will give in because way eBay handles returns, I, I think, is a negative. And, you know, it's too easy for people to return stuff, even though at the end of the day, it's their issue. And it's not the seller's issue uh, just because they don't want to deal with something that they made a mistake on. But overall, eBay is a solid place for me to sell cards. It's also a place I buy a lot of my cards, too. All right, there's the horn to end the period and our podcast as well. I'd like to thank everyone who tuned in for the third episode of the Top Shelf Cookie Sniper Hockey Card Podcast. Again, we spent uh, you know the last 20-plus minutes talking about something either hockey or hockey card related, and you know what? That's not such a bad deal where I'm coming from. All right, so it's the end of our episode. You know what to do. Give our podcast a like here so we can get more people on board to listen and then have a lot bigger discussions along the way. Until our next episode, I am your top shelf cookie sniper hockey card podcast host, Jay, and we will see you real soon.